Welcome to Big Creative, the podcast where we talk about work outside of work like a couple of jerks. Everybody, welcome to episode eight of Big Creative. I am Kristen Kernass. I'm Andrea Marble. And I'm Kelly Ward. And today we're talking Taylor, baby. <laughs> Finally. Taylor Swift just Taylor dropped Swift. her eighth studio album. Out of nowhere. Folklore. Are you kidding oh, me? <laughs> what a cottage core witch talk vibe. Can you believe? <laughs> For our audio listeners, Andrea is just did. hating this. Like you just eye roll. <laughs> I think I'm just sitting here taking it. I eye rolled. I think I'm just like waiting for it to be over. All right. Topic one Miss Taylor. Rock this album out of nowhere, and it's got um, a different vibe than anything she's done before. Um, And this time around, she's uh, got her Cottage in the Woods vibes. Didn't see it coming. Um, This one feels very, um, I watched the video, the cardigan video. It's like very personal, very intimate. um, And it's a lot different than the previous album, you know, Dancing in the Streets with the Parade and the Rainbow Marching Band. It's like a completely (laughs) different, situation so like why do you think she did it this way um what do you think her logic was in switching it up i have a question yeah so last week when i asked this about or a couple weeks ago when i asked this about work from home similarly don't you think it was forced not Saying that that makes it not good. I mean, obviously, we've talked about, you know, working within your limitations or whatever, right? You know, you have mm-hmm. the box and you see what you can do within that box. So, but don't you think that that box was designed for her because of COVID? Or do you think that she, this was exactly the next album she was going to release, even if I nothing had changed? That is an interesting question because. She's claiming she wrote it, you know, over the summer, locked in during COVID. But is, do you think that's the truth? I mean, I heard she did. I heard she said that, like, I think maybe she had like one or two songs under her hat, but the rest were during COVID. Um, I don't know. I just kind of picture her as someone who, like, always has like a list of songs or like, yeah, like a catalog. Okay, I have an opinion on this. Okay. Yeah. And it's based on the fact that you idiots made me watch that movie. Miss Americana. Her documentary? Documentary. (laughs) This is Taylor's Netflix documentary on the past couple years of her career. So I watched it, right? So just taking what I remember from that documentary, I would say, I wonder if this isn't exactly the album that she intended to release. Because... The argument of I did all this while I was quarantined, I do recall, and again, I'm not a Taylor file like you guys, so <laughs> I don't even know what album it was. But didn't she wasn't she isol like didn't she have a self-imposed isolation for writing yes. a different album? And yes, that, you're right. And that album would have been a bit bangier, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the thing that makes this album interesting is that there's not a banger, right? No bangers. No. No club bangers on this at all. And from what I understand about Taylor is that her her lyrical style is storytelling anyway. And folk music is like it's almost like She's maybe always been making folk music. She just makes it sound different. And I don't know. I don't really yeah. know the story of her brother's songs. It just seems like a natural progression to me. It seems like she probably wanted her next album to be a folk album where all she did was tell stories. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying is 
the idea of, well, I was isolated. Yeah, but you usually isolate yourself. Yeah. Mm, I actually forgot about that. And I mean, her roots are country music, you know, and like country music is more, I feel like more storytelling than other genres. So yeah. Can I tell you something that's bad about me? Like this isn't a good thing about me, but I'm not into country music. And the reason is because I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. Oh, I, I picture you being into like the classics, like, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, like those people. I mean, I love Dolly. Oh, true, 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 true. But I don't, I, I've never really expanded on that. Hmm. What got you into Dolly? Dolly. Another marketing queen. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I just saw a TikTok a couple days ago about how she has like 200 albums over her career. She's actually written more than uh, you would think, or than I realized, I guess. Uh, one of my favorite things about Dolly is that I will, I love her version of I Will Always Love You, but, oh. like, but like when she talks about how Whitney Houston did it, like first of all, she's like, she did it way better than I could have. But then she's also like, I don't care who's famous for it, I just want the money. <laughs> I'm like, a queen. That's my girl. You love her. Oh my gosh. Um, I love her. But yeah, so that's my suspicion. And it didn't occur to me until you mentioned the why did she make this her next album? Because I think she probably could have produced a banger. Right. She just sends it off to somebody to make it bangier or less bangy, right? I hate using these words, but I I don't know how else I would understand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's interesting. I just kind of think that she would have done this anyway. And good for her. Right. So, I think, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe that was like the next path. But, um, you know, this is her second album, like within it one year. You know, she, she released this one like 10 months. When did Lover come out? August. So like yeah. almost a year. But like. I don't know. I feel like maybe um, this just got moved up. Fast track, sure. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So then, would it be fair to say that she's taking advantage of the COVID narrative on something I mean, she was going to do anyway? I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, there's no hard feelings. I don't feel like it, it's exploitative. Now, when you say that there are albums and there's like eight different covers for the albums and that that's is not impressive <laughs> that is not nice it's not dumb i mean like to your point people will collect them right i guess i mean if you're people will definitely collect them all if you're a super fan yeah, but like i don't know it just seems dirty i mean that's why they do it yeah, for the people who are gonna buy all. And for the Lover album, she did something similar where she released were they booklets or journals? Journal like different journals, it. yeah. Right, and you had to collect what was it five, six, seven? I don't even know. But um, four. I just am not into it. You know, if you want to sell like a super fan pack, you know, with like an art book and different covers and that, that's one thing. But if you're doing it all separate and like making people, I don't know, drive up the price on eBay or whatever, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's the one thing I'm not into. Sorry, Tay. Not a vibe. <laughs> not a vibe. I don't know. I'm going to mark it as brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it's working for her. So <laughs> cheers to you, girl. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing I remember on both, at least for reputation, I've, forgot how the lover tickets were going but um like you had to it was basically like you had to like buy a cd or like buy a like, piece of merch and then like you like jump up in line or like oh, you have to watch the video like x oh, amount of times weird. and you jump up in line it's like i mean it's smart because like what gamification Gamification. Oh. And it was, I think, marketed as an intent to cut out the scalpers. Yes. And like the bots to like who like snatch them up. Right. She does seem like she's really good at spin. Oh, yeah. 
like at saying the thing that isn't true that sounds good because no watch this video the more you watch it the higher up you go in line that's gamification uh-huh um katie actually did something very different which was uh if you bought a ticket to her to a uh, concert on her tour then you got a free cd oh, oh. i cannot remember the last time i physically held a cd um i think there was like big drama i think it was like travis scott and Nicki minaj where Nicki minaj technically should have had like the number one album but then travis scott did like this bundle package yes and and like the bundle Uh uh-huh like put him over the edge and then because kylie talked about it on her Instagram or her snap or something. So because she's saying because of Kylie, he sold more than me. Mm. Uh, sorry, uh, numbers are numbers. Well, I, now that you mentioned it, I do remember that that was rumored to be why Katie did the buy a ticket, get a CD thing. Because it counts as a CD. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. This goes a little bit back to our conversation about reviews where sometimes things are arbitrary. You know, we were talking about reviews and how, or, you know, the assessment or whatever, and how it's sort of arbitrary and not necessarily related to your work. Well, album sales aren't necessarily related to album sales, right? Like uh, the major award shows aren't necessarily related to quality anything. Like, you know, when people get all excited about the awards shows, at some point in your life, you're going to realize, like, wait a second, <laughs> this this isn't evaluating anything. I can remember when I did that. But, like, I was saying, like, album sales aren't album sales, right? Like, right. Katy Perry inflated album sales by giving them away. Taylor Swift is inflating album sales by selling eight versions of it to the nerds who want all eight. Like, <laughs> I love that. Right. Like, you're actually playing a different game. It And it isn't measuring what it purports to be measuring are they just playing the like the the merch game is that really all it is the marketing game well that's my point is that like 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 album sales should like you know how we have like the click-through rate or whatever and then the unique click-through rate Mm -hmm. like they both tell you something different but like album sales probably should tell you how many people bought the album. Oh, yeah. What they really tell you is how many albums were bought. Ah. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it'll tell you different, that's telling you something different, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to know that you have several many fans who are going to buy eight albums. Like, that's good to know. Right. But, like, to pretend that you selling one album to eight different people is the same as you selling eight albums to one person is not right. the same. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, it's all, that's my point is that it's all a weird game and it's kind of arbitrary and definitely we apply things to it that don't. And like, should Taylor have to play that game? Can't she just make her money? Does she have to also? I mean, I think one of the reasons why she's doing this is because she didn't hit the 1 million mark from Lover last album in the first week. That was my initial thought when I saw that there was eight covers for the same CD or same album. Well, and the thing with the Katy Perry one was that Witness didn't sell very well. Yeah. So she... I mean, like, who even really buys CDs or albums anymore? Exactly. And who cares? Right. You know, like, why is that the the measuring stick? Not too long ago, Katy Perry became, I think, the first female artist to have a billion views or whatever it was, you know, right? On YouTube? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big deal. Right. Yeah. But why am I buying the album when I can listen to it on Spotify? When I, you know, like there are other metrics. That's sort of what I'm getting at is that they had, like, you can't just be a musician and release really good music. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. You have to play all these different games. Right. Fine, but 
Do you think we should get um, all these artists on the and do their email? <laughs> that is a good plan. They seem to be doing okay at email. Yeah. But I would love to. Hey, Katy Perry, call me up. Yeah. Just about email. <laughs> I don't want to talk about anything else. <laughs> Nothing creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have mentioned Katie and Taylor. Uh, maybe they would like to come on the pod. Yeah, share your side of the story. We don't know it. We're just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> you probably think we sound like idiots because we are. We don't know. Come, come educate us. <laughs> I'm sure once they see this, we'll get an email. Get big creative on the horn. <laughs> no, no, no. Oprah can wait. Yeah. Um, I have a question. This is like Kelly's hot takes or whatever. When you're watching something that has commercials, do you watch the commercials or do you fast forward? Uh, fast forward, yeah. or if I can't fast forward, I put my head down and then I'm on my phone. Yeah, it's a snack break. It's a text. I'm not here for it. What about you? No, I watch commercials. Absolutely. That's good. It's in our industry. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it is what it is, and I mean, it doesn't affect me. Um, my grandmother is, um, she has dimensions, so she's very manipulative. I don't know if those things are related or not. Oh. But, but we were watching TV the other day, and my mom was fast-forwarding through the commercials, and my mom went, I don't know, to, like, make dinner or something. And so I'm sitting there, and my grandma goes, hey, Andrea. I said, what's up, grandma? She goes, I hate these commercials. Oh, well, keep watching me. My phone and find one you like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this is very much me being my grandfather, but I watched commercials my whole life. I'm not going to fast forward through them now. That's the old person in me. But that is an old person thing. There are some really great commercials. True. There. You know? And there are really bad commercials. And Most there are commercials that you never think about again. But like, I want to see the really good commercials and I want to see the really bad commercials. And because so much of what I watch is streaming, I really don't get that many opportunities to see commercials. No. So yeah, no, I want to see what's being put out there right now. But yeah, I want to see really great commercials and I want to see really bad commercials. I told you about that bug spray commercial where the tagline was protect your people. I love that. Like. Yeah. I I would never see that if I fast forwarded through commercials. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I think I did see it. <laughs> the only time I'm actively psyched for commercials, I think, is the Super Bowl. <laughs> One year I was very sick during the Super Bowl, so I was all drugged out on cough medicine or whatever. And I like live tweeted the Super Bowl commercials, and it was incredible. <laughs> um, I. One time got to kind of work on a Super Bowl commercial. Oh yeah? Yeah. I made uh made a storyboard a storyboard artist for the WeatherTech commercial. Oh that that's was really cool too. Yeah. And it was it was one that they like did a lot of their commercials are like made in America, you see the factory, that kind of stuff. But this one was um kind of a Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like where like, this girl like dropped down into a car and like shoved a mat because there was like a slow motion drink falling. <laughs> it was cool. I had to save that floor. It was cool. It was like um like the process was like so long for it. Like we started the process in like July, and you know Super Bowl is early nice. February, so yeah. it's crazy. But that's really cool. I wonder if you were live tweeting that one and just. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually, Super Bowl commercials are the ones I care least about. What? How? Oh, Everyone you, in the world, or at least America, we talk cares about, about this. If it's trendy, I don't care about it. True. I want everyday commercials. I want to know how you're selling your product all the time. Do you think all the commercials are... Over COVID? Is everything back? Oh, should we talk about commercials during COVID? 
is everything is everything back or is every is everyone still there for you together yeah <laughs> we're gonna make it yeah uh, i will say that the bug spray commercial protect your people was not specific to covid but what i loved about it was that it spoke so strongly to covid like it was a really smart insight of what people are feeling right now mm-hmm I mean, but it wasn't about that at all. It was just doing a lot of heavy work, heavy lifting. Yeah. Kristen, hit us with a quick hit. My only commercials that I'm thinking of now that are super COVID-y, sorry, just because <laughs> um, I don't have cable, so I don't see a lot of commercials, but I feel like I'm constantly being barded online and in apps for the Disney theme parks and how it's so safe. Come to the parks. and Really? Yeah, I'm getting, I'm seeing Disney stuff all the time. Lots of media that they're putting out. They're like, oh, everyone's got masks and we're taking temperatures and you should totally come because like the lines are short and you can do more stuff because it's less crowded. So those are the, that's the only thing that I'm like really seeing right now that has like a strong COVID narrative. Damn, I haven't seen one thing about Disney or theme parks. <laughs> I haven't either, but I do get Dolly's emails, and her emails are very much the same thing. Do you get hit? Do you get hit with like on Insta? Like, where do you get hit with those at? Uh, my YouTube a lot oh. because when you watch certain videos, you get certain ads, right? Or um, my. How are um, you getting those ads? Because I get those ads from like the people who are like, "Hey, you could open your own e-business and make tons." Of- like are you how are you getting like legitimate ads and i'm getting an ad that somebody made on their cell phone i mean i you just gotta go deep into the animation fandom that's you gotta commit you have to watch every second of behind the scenes of frozen 2 (laughs) i'm the one who's likely to go to disney world in the pandemic they know they know me Fair enough. I must be watching too many open an e-commerce business and make lots of money videos. That seems like you. Yeah. I don't watch any of them. In fact, the videos I watch are primarily um, the video game. Oh, like people streaming? No, like... Like re-uploads of them playing? No. (laughs) Like not... That's a big industry. But like, um, like here are some things you didn't know about Stardew Valley or like I watched like a little mini documentary the other day about the guy who created Stardew Valley. Isn't that so interesting? Um, I I forget his name, but for people who don't know, Stardew Valley is like a wildly successful video game and it looks like a Super Nintendo game in that it's made with sprites. Um, so kind of a 90s retro vibe. I mean, it's all about leaving your job to go to this little rural farm and just farm quit your job and go start farming and with all these local people it has a wonderful message like um if you watch the intro that's exactly what it is is he inherits his grandfather's farm Uh and he's stuck in this soulless corporate job in a cubicle with bad lighting in (laughs) and everybody's miserable straight up four-hour life so kelly here's the irony of the game is that if you go to reddit if you look at the subreddit, um, it's all these people who are showing off this incredible farm that they've meticulously laid out. And you can see their money and it's like in the millions. Uh-huh. Like the whole point of the game is like, go live your life. Like do the things you like to do. Like don't let work suck your soul out. And then these people are like, okay, but I'm going to do the soulless task. Making the most lucrative farm imaginable. The whole point is you only need what you need. And other than that, you should enjoy yourself. And they're like, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to obsess over something. I need to buy all the pigs. I need the best tractor. It looks gorgeous. But the thing about Stardew Valley was, I think, Kristen, you were getting there, is that it was made by just one guy, and he made it in his off time. He made it, and he didn't even know how to program. He did no experience programming or developing games or anything. He had a job he wasn't happy with. I can't remember if he was worked at a movie theater or something to that nature. And this dude, over the course of a couple years, built this game, I think, with the goal to like, oh, maybe this will help me get a job. I'll use it for my resume. 
But then I, the game was wildly successful and he's a millionaire now. So he's like, oh, I guess I'm good. No, he's, I mean, he does want to keep making games, but you're right. Uh, according to the documentary I watched, uh, he did it because he wanted to learn how to develop games. So he, he learned so, it by doing it. And he, he just hit the jackpot on his first try? Um, he took so much care with this. And if you consider the fact that it was just him, he didn't have to monitor other people and make sure that they were taking the same level of care. Like this was really, I wouldn't even say his brainchild. It was like his baby, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He did a great, it was incredible. Yeah. How do you win? You don't. And that's, you don't. it's similar to the Sims. It just kind of goes forever. You win huh. by enjoying yourself. Huh. Yeah. But I played through it. I really enjoyed it. And it really gave me what I needed at the time, which was to chill and milk some cows and pick some flowers and make some friends. And um, I don't know what the secret sauce was, but while I was playing it, I was so happy to be playing it. This, I mean, I never got into this, but is this similar to like Farmville when Facebook used to have that game? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I feel like there is a point to Farmville, whereas this one, again, really isn't. Um, the point is just to enjoy the world you live in. But um, I, when I was playing the game, I didn't know the story of the guy who created it, and I just think it's amazing that he hit the jackpot. He nailed it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> those are the videos I'm watching, so clearly I want to open an e-commerce <laughs> and make $35,000 a day. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I do. I do want to do that. Right. I, I would abs I, I've watched some of those ads in their entirety because I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. $35,000 a day. I need you to prove this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much you could make if you opened the sticker shop. A day. A day? <laughs> Are you already Get out of here. Selling blank stickers? Selling stickers for, um, what are they? Planners. Planner stickers are a crazy wild phenomenon that I can't understand. Is but, that like the thing that tells you what you've planted there? Like your daily planner. Oh, daily planner. Okay. Not like a planter. Oh, sorry. So planners. And I'm not really into planner culture, but the people who are into planners are in it hard and it's interesting because you have like a blank planner right just white pages with like your days of the week okay and i've watched planner haul videos and these people buy just thousands of stickers and this week is gonna be shamrock themed and this week is gonna be uh beach themed and now we're gonna do pumpkin theme and like they're using stickers as a creative outlet to organize their lives in this book that they have and the people who have been uh from what i read read and researched making stickers for the past couple of years are really doing well so it's just one of those weird little industries like who would have thunk so i don't understand what you said at all but i feel like i'm gonna have to watch a video to understand what that means planner halls or uh, plan yeah. with me or sticker halls check it out it's a whole thing Okay, that's interesting. I, I do have a friend because what you're saying about stickers would make more would have been more instantly recognizable for me. If you said what are the scrapbooks? Similar mm. to that. And there's scrapbookers who buy um, stickers, but this industry is based on people who are using them for their planners and they need new stickers every month. They go shopping for stickers every month. I need my July stickers. That's I need great, my October stickers. That's a great customer. Bada -bada. Yeah. Um, do they buy, is there like a brand of sticker they buy? So like the brand is driving the conversation? So it's very interesting because a lot of people who I'm researching and finding out about, there are brands, mostly it's Etsy stores and they'll start off on Etsy and as they gain momentum, they'll grow um, and then they'll do a Shopify and then they'll do their own website. But people do become loyal to certain like Etsy stores and kind of just follow them through their journey. So it's a whole, <laughs> it's a yeah, thing. 
This is interesting. No, I never heard of it. I know, me neither. And these ladies, or it's mostly ladies who are uh, either designing or printing their own stickers, are making uh, so the the big one coffee monsters co and she just does these little cute illustrations of she's got these little characters and they're just like drinking coffee doing dishes just like daily stuff or holiday stuff and i read somewhere that she makes 30 to 40 grand a day a day i think so so that's the idea of these videos that I'm watching, except the uh, the ads that I'm watching, except that the ads that I see are more like you wouldn't actually create anything. To me, it feels like you'd buy something in bulk and yes, then sell it. yes, I've seen those. I've not. It's like you gotta buy uh, five thousand of what you think people are gonna want to buy, and then you just make a bunch of money. Yeah, but like, no, what if you, you it. you know, what if you pick the wrong product, then you're out. Oh, you're talking about drop shipping. Yeah. Yes, that's oh. what it is. Drop shipping is really big right now, and um, most people do it from Alibaba and get products yep. for cheap. But people are getting lazy now, and they're getting stuff from Amazon for cheap. And those people are getting called out. Like, you're selling these butterfly necklaces for fifty dollars. You can get them on Amazon for twelve. Like, this is ridiculous. Like. You're, you're not a creator, you're just a crook. So there's yeah. a lot of exposed videos right now, people. Interesting. Like crappily drop shipping. Yikes. Yep. That's, but yeah, those are the videos I'm seeing, but it does not sound, the only difference is that what you're talking about, those people are the creators. Yes, these people are designing their own stickers. Um, some people print them themselves, some people use outside stuff to come, but their fans are fans of their art and they're loyal and they come back all the time to buy new stickers. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's nothing I've ever heard of. I've heard of bullet journaling, but my understanding is that that's something you do by hand, not sticker. <laughs> a bullet journaler would potentially have be also a sticker planner person. <laughs> oh, okay, like they'd be the same person, but not the same book. Potentially. Like if you go, what's the big, uh, what's the, who's the lady, the planner lady? Um, I'm sorry, I forget her name, but this lady, Erin Condren. She's a stationary queen. I only know about her through the sticker tunnel I went through. Anyway, so Erin Condren um, sells all different kinds of planners. You have your weekly planner, you have your bullet journal, you have your list. You can buy, like every year you buy your like 2020 pack of planner books, which is, I don't really So does it. she, does she create them? Erin Condren is like the designer of these different stations. So it's like her line? It's her line under her name. Yep. This is the same as Taylor Swift selling eight of an album. Oh uh, yeah. Like, this is what I mean. like, there are people who look at an audience and say they're gonna pay money for something that nobody's ever even heard of. It's yeah, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm so dumb. <laughs> we gotta figure out what our sticker journal is. <laughs> I'm opening a sticker shop. Buckle up. You, yeah, girl. You confirmed it. <laughs> be the soft open where I'll just like send out stuff to like friends and family and then I think official open will be because then what? I'll have like, no then I'll have some content and some social media and some vlogs out but you're like, gonna miss the holiday sale but I won't because it'll be out there on a small degree no I'm, but, with, Kelly, I'm with Kelly on this I know you guys would go balls out day one but like <laughs> I just want it to be scalable and see how everything works and like if it goes well, okay. Um, like, what is what's the soft open gonna be? Like, what do you envision it? Like, do you have like mm -hmm. what are you not gonna have at the soft open? Yes. Yeah. So it's mostly just about process. I'm just like I don't. It's the art is the easy part. Like the stickers are pretty much done. I have to order them, but like I don't know how I'm gonna like ship stuff out every day, respond to emails every day, put orders together every day. It's that kind of stuff where like I can watch all these videos and make sense of it on paper, but I don't know how I'm going to do it 
quickly and efficiently. So I kind of just want to like start slow. I'll do some like sales or whatever, just to like kind of my inner circle. And then like, once I get a handle on it, I'll be like, all right, we're open to everybody. Let's go. Um, that's my plan. So are you going Etsy? I'm going to do Shopify and connect it to Etsy. So how are you, how are you going to prevent people from finding out about you? I won't be pushing out as hard. You okay. know what I mean? I won't be doing all the hashtags on Instagram or like things like that. So it'll be open to everyone, but like, okay. I just don't want to go too crazy too soon. I just want to see how it's going to go. So now I have to know is are the stickers that you're talking about the same <laughs> stickers that you just explained to me that i've never heard of with this planner thing not at all uh, <laughs> and all right. uh it would be disingenuous i'm not a planner person i really don't care <laughs> um to get the stickers to be the right size you have to have the planner and the planners change every year and just all of this shit. and i just don't care i was like yeah, doing so they're not just stuff. like one inch, two inch, three inch. They're like, you gotta. That woman's a mafioso. Like I was trying to educate myself on planners and I was just like, I don't give a, I don't, this is not how I want to spend my time. So. So yeah, then who's your audience? So um, I'm going to be doing, uh, I have multiple audiences, but it's mostly going to be like waterproof stickers, water bottle stickers, um, VSCO, TikTok girls. Um, it's really big right now to make stickers and put them on your water bottle. Like people make videos about it and everything. Um, but this I'm water bottle? Stuff like that. Um, so I would be creating content for multiple audiences every month. And uh, the girl that I'm watching, kind of her career, um, has been selling stickers for three years. And now she's buying a Tesla. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? What so, if... My question is, what if the water bottle trend goes away? Um, who I, who is the other audience? So stickers are the starting point because stickers are very cheap to make. So you can make a profit. The goal is to sell stickers for a year, see what sells, see what works see what doesn't work and then move into things like enamel pins, magnets, tattoos, temporary tattoos are a big one. And oh, just I would love like, that. I just want to like make art that I want to fucking make on a number of different mediums and like fucking see how it goes. So nice. like what kind of stickers like art are you making? Starting out with a lot of black and white, a lot of line work. Uh, kind of going back to my animation roots, I always loved, not necessarily like the final animated films, I loved watching animators sketch stuff out and just like, um, just kind of going back to what I liked about being creative. Are you um, making your own characters or are you drawing like, uh, like Stitch? Both. So I'm doing some of my own stuff and I'm also kind of like tentatively doing like some fan art kind of stuff because that sells and because that's, what, play with it. that's what I have like I'm like so like I do you know like different portraits of like people famous people whatever and I would like to sell those but I just don't know if that's like is there like some kind of copyright issue and like I never under I don't get like when you can and when you can't it's very interesting and it's like a weird conversation because a lot of my friends are illustrators and they do watercolors and comics and everything. And they go to conventions all over the country and they're selling their own work. And they're also selling like, I drew this Spider-Man, I drew this Batman and things like that. And it's fine and it's encouraged. Like the convention has an artist alley where they're allowed to do it. So like, can you like trace a picture of Mickey Mouse and sell it? No, but if you paint Mickey in like your own style, then you can. And yeah, I think it's okay. Hmm. I think Kelly that your stuff would be okay. I think so too. Cause it, um, I don't think that you're s stealing any intellectual property necessarily. Right. Cause it's like, under your brand. 
Like, well, more like, what's that Whoopi picture based on? It's based on a photograph of her. But it's definitely not traced off the photograph because you made something new. Right. But like, you know that um, that famous Obama photo? Yeah. Or like the Hope, uh -huh. right? That picture? Um, the artist like got taken to court because he used a photo from oh. Associate Press or uh -huh. um, they took him to court like the photographer did. Because he, you know, it's like an illustration and like traced around, but he's like, that's my photo. That's what I mean. They, they ended up like settling out of court mm -hmm. or like being okay, but like it took it was like a couple of years. So like that's, what I mean. that's where it does become harder. And I and I don't know. Here's how I would here's how I would frame it. It becomes an issue when you make money. Exactly. <laughs> so like Kristen saying that it's encouraged at Comic Con. I don't know. I've never been. Maybe it is. But that one kid couldn't have Spider-Man on his tombstone right so a bummer. so i don't know if it's encouraged as much much as it's like oh just give it away or if you go to the jack daniels brewery um it's in a dry county so they oh. can't sell alcohol why would they do that like that well what they can do is sell you a bottle and whatever sits inside it is a gift Oh, so you're paying $25 for this bottle for this bottle that says Jack Daniels. If there's anything in there, that's, that's just a, that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. That's where I wonder if like, I am actually just selling them the paper and whatever is on it is a gift. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. I wonder if something like that. I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't, know if I believe in intellectual property, <laughs> but I do once we start talking about like just straight up stealing something, you know? Yes. Like Kristen, your point of like, you just traced something. It's exactly the same as it was, but now you're selling it. Mm -hmm. Like that's where maybe I do not, where I do believe in intellectual property. Generally I don't. So this is interesting. I've not thought <laughs> about this before. <laughs> Yeah. I just feel like if I have an idea and you can do it better than I did it, then good for you. Then it's yours. But that's what I mean. Like if you're gonna, if you can do more with an idea than I can, go do it. Right. Like don't. But let me I don't. Yeah. I think yes on ideas. I think um, that's probably not the uh, approach thought process from the um you know like marvel or dc yeah. actually i'm glad we're talking because now let's talk about intellectual property kelly ward yeah <laughs> what let's talk about vintage let's talk oh. about it oh do you think it's distinctive my brand Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you think it's like clearly? Your... I don't know where the. I don't know where this is going. I'm sweating. You should be like. I feel like I'm on the stand, and Andrew's coming up about to prove you, something. You should know where this is going because I think we even talked about we should talk about this. How come people on Instagram steal your work and call it their own? Oh, I have no idea it happened <laughs> multiple it's happened so many times it's happened a couple times this month i have reported them and instagram says it's not a valid like report oh don't get me started on the um, instagram crew but i have no idea like i literally you know i don't have a big following so like i don't even know how these people I think they're 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 in a different country. They're and, on a different uh, continent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like I have no idea how they found me. But I don't they, either. They um, multiple accounts have 
taken my like just like screenshot of my work, posted and just like posted it on on their account, and then the newest one um changed his photo to look like my photo. He has my exact background, and then is taking my work, <laughs> eliminating my logo on the bottom, and just putting his name on the bottom. It's completely insane. I don't get it. Like that's the shit. Like when I say I don't believe in intellectual property, here's the thing. If that guy can do your art better than you can, if he can make it more compelling, if he's just picking up your style, but is like, you know, I could subvert culture in my country and it's a completely different country and I could use this style to like get my message out. That's what I mean when I say I don't believe in intellectual property. What I don't mean is I'm going to take a screenshot of artwork that somebody created, not create anything of my own, post it, and say that I that I created it. Like it, that's insane. It blows my mind. I can't. The I sent I sent you guys a screenshot and it was uh, I made this dollar bill. And it says uh, the United States of Vintage, and he like erased it and put his name, but it still has my signatures on the bottom. Like in the dollar bill, I signed it twice. So I'm just like, still just my sigs there. But it was so. also really funny. That one I thought was particularly funny because he removed Vintage from within the artwork. And he, like you said, he replaced his name. It wasn't the same font. It wasn't the no. same weight. Like, like oh. anybody looking at that should be like, hmm. did, did you did you make this or did you make your name or something else? You but stupid. that's the brilliance is because if you don't know, you don't know. Like, if they have nothing to compare it to. Well, but that's what I mean. Like, that one's the most obvious forgery. Yeah. Yes. Be because he did change something within the work and and he failed at it. Right. Oh, yeah, the other God. ones, he's just putting his name over my name. Yeah. I don't know uh, how Instagram doesn't have a problem with that. I, when you're reporting them, are what are you reporting them as? I reported them as, I think it's technically spam, and then it goes into, like, is this appropriate? And I said no, and then it's like, there's something about, like, there's an account pretending to be me, and I clicked yeah. that. That was the one that I reported for you. I reported you? it as pretending to be somebody I know because Maybe. I didn't feel oh. like you were a public figure just yet. <laughs> no. um, certainly not going to sit here and defend the big guy against you, the little guy. However, if they're being obnoxious about it maybe their point is that he's not pretending to be you because he's not he's, he's right his own name and he's I, like, yeah. like maybe, maybe he just speak with a manager no kidding like and what do you do how do you escalate i would right. put them on blast on twitter i did respond to his thing i did you yeah i said something like <laughs> why would i follow you when this isn't even your work because he had one of them that was like, blah, 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 follow me. And I was like, why would I bother following you if it's not your word? Thank you. <laughs> I should go see if he ever responded or took it down. <laughs> it's crazy to me that it happened so many times. This is it, not the first guy. It, it literally makes no sense. Like, no. I have under 2,000 followers. What are you trying like, to I'm do? Nothing. And you're really big overseas. Because you've had a lot of people. Here's the thing that I don't mind that people do with you is they ask you for lessons or tutorials and stuff. Like, I yes. think that's totally reasonable and cool. Yeah, that is really cool. But what they don't do is take a screenshot and call it theirs. <laughs> and then I, but here's the thing. I feel like they're, I mean, there's like that, there's that, what is it? That famous quote of like artists. Uh, good artists borrow, great artists Deal. Yes. And then there was Banksy who like, so it was like etched in stone or whatever. And then like Banksy crossed out Picasso's name and wrote his, his own name. Right. And I feel like right. this is what that guy's doing. He's just <laughs> okay. But, okay. But what Banksy is doing is making a point. Yes. This and guy. 
It's a funny point, but it's a good point. And it's almost making the point of like, this guy is an asshole. <laughs> like the guy who did what he did to you, like is an asshole. Like any, at least here people can see that this was Picasso's quote and I'm making yeah. a joke about it. That guy is just- <laughs> I think you need to escalate past Instagram. If it's on Twitter or you make a sizzler video on all the people ripping you off, <laughs> like clearly they're not willing to do the right thing. So you gotta be a Karen. You gotta go above. I would like, even add if like their posts were getting like mad likes. Because <laughs> mine doesn't. So like I would be like so I would be fuming at that. But like I think they had like four likes or something. Well, yeah, that one guy, he didn't have two comments. One of them was, like, very supportive of his art, which made me roll my <laughs> eyes. But the other one was, like, one of those porn spam. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Hey. Good. <laughs> this is yeah. exactly what this guy means. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. So that's that. That's that on that. So yeah, maybe there's some nuance to intellectual property and whether or not I believe in it. Did you yeah. guys see us getting here at the beginning of the episode? No. Who would have thought? We went on a ride. An hour <laughs> and a half later, we got to intellectual property. Uh, hey guys, thanks so much for sticking around for whatever that was. Uh, we were excited to share it with you as always. Uh, thanks uh, again for watching. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for giving us your thumbs ups and your subscribes and a special shout out to, I believe, Monster Society for the excellent review on what was Yes, that? on iTunes. They gave us a wonderful review. Thank you so much. So and whoever is listening, if you like our podcast, please feel free to only rate us five stars and leave a good review. That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, truly. No, it means a lot to us. This is a lot of fun, um, but we're happy that it's been free, too. And next week, we will finally present our work to Chris uh, from Infra Resolutions. Uh, you can see there have been some scheduling issues, and this is the reality of work outside of work. So yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking around. Anybody else have anything nice to say to the people? No. No, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> no, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and um, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Have everybody. a great one. Bye. 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 <laughs> An icon. <laughs>